0: They're infusing classwork with transgenderism. So they're planting the seed when these kids are four and five.
1: And this is pretty common in the schools.
0: In California, the schools are required to teach about transgenderism. They're taught that you are born transgender. There's signs in schools that say, if your mom doesn't support you, I'm your mom now. They're doing this for nefarious reasons. Each one of these kids is worth about a million dollars to the medical community. It's a billion dollar industry.
1: My guest today is Erin Friday. She's a lawyer and parent advocate. Today she'll discuss California laws on gender transformation and how she dealt with this personally.
0: I trusted the doctors, I trusted the teachers. That part was so painful to understand. Parents are bullied, doctors will tell them Would you rather have a dead daughter or a live son? You have to raise your voice. They can't cancel us all.
1: I'm Siamai Korami. Welcome to California Insider. Erin, it's great to have you. Welcome.
0: So great to be here. Thank you.
1: We want to talk to you about a phenomenon that's been happening in California genders are changing without parents' approvals for kids that are in schools. There is a recent movie that actually Epoch TV and us, we, we, we produced. It's called Gender Transformation and the Untold Realities. And you were part of this movie. Before we get into discussing this movie, can you tell us about what's happening? A lot of people don't know about the laws in California of kids at school changing their gender without telling parents. Can you tell us more about this?
0: Yeah, so there's been a movement for probably the last five years, where uh, children are being asked their pronouns at school and asked what their chosen name is. And in some schools, it's even daily. They're asked to provide their pronouns and you know name that they want to be called. Um, and this opens up a door to these kids to get confused gender-wise. They're starting to wonder, well, maybe even though I was born a boy, maybe I'm actually a girl. So it starts really at the school level. And then what the schools are being taught by the Department of Education in California is that they, that once a child comes out with a different name or pronoun than their biological sex, that they must keep that a secret from the parents. And that's actually not true. That's not what the law says. But that's what teachers are doing because they're being taught that that's what they are required to do, they're also being taught that uh, the child could be abused by the family should the child come out with a uh, a gender identity that doesn't match their sex, and that's also not true. We don't see any evidence of that. We don't see families uh, kicking their children out, especially their minor children, um, if they are gender confused. In fact, the opposite happens. The parents. You know, love the child a little harder, um, care for the child a little more, and pay more attention. Uh, so th- that's what's happening at the schools. And then on top of it, these kids are going to counselors that are paid for by, you know, California tax dollars. They're going to counselors on campus and off campus without parents knowing. There's no consent required for a 12 year old to go to a mental health counselor off campus or on campus. Parents have no idea that their child might be missing mass class and going to a counselor. And those counselors, again, are trained in this affirmation model. They are trained to say that when a child says that they're a different gender, that they blindly affirm, yes, you are. Yes, you are now a girl. And that can be happening behind parents back for for weeks, months, on end. And parents have no idea.
1: And while the kids are at school, this can happen all...
0: Yes, it happens during the school day. And what they also do is they have affinity clubs and they'll use euphemisms like UBU or the Ally Club and they'll happen at lunchtime. And teachers will even be on video saying, this is the sweet spot, lunchtime, because you don't have to get consent from the parents, and the parents don't know that the child is spending their lunch in a meeting that they're talking about tra- transgenderism the whole time. And they're doing this at you know, younger and younger ages.
1: Is this happening in all schools in California that they're asking about the gender, or is it like, do they do it on a regular basis, or h- how does it work?
0: The vast majority of public schools, it is happening. They're asking children for their pronouns they're, they're infusing classwork with transgenderism. There's even math problems, word problems that will have cha- transgenderism themes in that. They put it in Spanish when they talk about gendered, you know, nouns. Um, they're build. It, it's making its way through every course. Kindergartners, TK, which is four year olds, they are being read books like I Am Jazz. Um, the color red, and these are all uh, or the red crayon, sorry. Um, These are all books that will teach a child that you could be born in the wrong body. So they're planting the seed when these kids are four and five, when they're still believing in Santa Claus, when they have fantastical thinking, and they're planting it. And as that child goes through that public school setting, they learn it over and over again. In fifth grade, they have the puberty classes. They spend an, approximately an hour on gender identity. And they have the you know, cute little uh, gingerbread man or genderbread man and the unicorn with arrows pointing to the head and the body and saying you may have a male brain in a female body. And this is causing mass confusion for these kids as they go through the normal distressing period called puberty.
1: (laughs) And this is pretty common in the schools? Is it like part of the school system? You know, this is it, has it come there?
0: Not only is it common, but it is required under the California codes. So in California, The schools are required to teach in the social sciences about transgenderism, it's a requirement. In the sex ed curriculum, they are required to teach transgenderism and parents can can opt their children out of the sex ed, but they can't opt them out of the social sciences. And then that wasn't enough for California. So now we have ethnic studies and where they throw another dose in about transgenderism. And then they add health. And now the governor of California, Governor Newsom, is passing out new new books to school districts that don't want to have this indoctrination and forcing these schools to teach about this uh, in their social science courses, and also they're changing biology books. AP biology books now say that there are more than two sexes. This is pure indoctrination happening at the school level, and it, it's the faucet. It's creating these gender-confused kids. We have a 5,000% uptick of kids saying that they're trans. This doesn't happen organically. It's happening because These notions are being placed into these kids' heads when they're most vulnerable, and the parents are out in the dark. They have no idea that this is happening. Even engaged parents. I volunteered at the school all the time for my daughter. I had no idea that a third party was coming in to teach sex ed and spend an hour teaching her about transgenderism, no idea. And I was at that school all the time.
1: Before we get into your story, we want to hear more about what you went through, what was your experience. Do you think that they are doing this because they want to help these kids, that some, some of the kids that might want to be, that might have this challenge, this issue, That do you think they're trying to help them by putting this in the school curriculum?
0: I think most of the teachers that are doing this come from a place of love and compassion because they themselves are taught relentlessly. They're required to take these courses to learn about trans kids and during those courses they are told that these children are more likely to commit suicide if you don't support them. That these children have an immutable gender identity sort of like being gay you're born that way, they're, they're taught that you are born transgender. And so these teachers are trying to protect these kids and they are also taught that parents are public enemy number one. And if they hear it Because const- some
1: parents might get upset and they don't wanna, you know, they're not gonna like their kids, you know, is that, is that how they're thinking?
0: Yes, and they err on the side of not even revealing to the parents because the parent might be supporting of the transgender identity.
1: Because i've heard some parents that have actually done that you know a lot of parents that that once they realize that in these cases to to, to
0: right but the but the teacher is standing in the shoes of the parents and making what are really medical decisions for the child but they're told that they are required to do it by law which again is a falsehood and they are told that these kids are of these kids are gonna commit suicide if they don't do this. So they actually believe what they are doing are helping these kids, but they don't know what they're doing is actually really harmful to these kids because the media is blacking it out. They're not getting the right information. And the people that are teaching the teachers are the main indoctrinators.
1: And the thing is, if you talk about this, probably people from the trans community will think that you're talking against them, which is not true, right? This is about parents and kids and...
0: This is not, I mean, I'm called homophobic. I'm called all those names. This isn't about uh, civic rights for uh, trans people. We want them to have jobs and not be discriminated against um, and have housing and all the freedoms that Americans love this isn't a hateful at all this is about protecting kids and protecting parents and families
1: and right now what it seems like there is a law in this that that is going through the process in california that would if you don't agree to to transition the kids you you might even be called a child abuser is that have you heard about this law? Can you explain the laws that are going on right now?
0: Yes, you brought up the most important law and the most frightening law that is about to be passed. Well, we're hoping to stop it, but it's called AB 957. And what this law does is it redefines what the health, safety, and welfare of a child means. And these are really special words. These three words are, are magical words, health, welfare, And safety and what it says is that it is in the best interest of the child's health welfare and safety to affirm their gender identity that's what the law is and gender identity what does that mean does that mean we have to affirm cat gender autism gender asexual gender eunuch gender I mean that's a huge umbrella term it doesn't talk about the age of the child do we have to affirm a three-year-old a four-year-old and if one parent is willing to do the haircut or change the clothes and the other parent is willing to remove the breasts which parent gets custody of this child so right now it's framed in a custody battle so if you know parents are getting divorced and they want to have custody The judge is mandated to find that the parent who will support the gender identity, who will affirm it, is the more fit parent. Because it's those three words, health, welfare, and safety, those three words show up in the abuse codes, the the criminal codes. And so it's moving it right over It's not even a a minor step. It's moving it right over to where parents who are together and don't want to affirm the identity of their child will risk being deemed abusive. It's right there. And that is the reason that they use those three words and mandate it that it's in the best interest of the child.
1: It's hard to believe that the state legislature would do something like this. Do they have a reason behind passing laws like this? Do they think like the parents are not for it and then they will hurt the kids? What are your thoughts on this?
0: I have to be honest with the the people that are authoring these laws. I think they know what they're doing. Th- these laws are designed to force parents to transition their kids you ask the, the why because they believe that these kids are truly transgender they are what I call true believers um, but also I think it's more nefarious than that I truly do because it's the same people writing these these bills and they're smart people. They're lawyers. They know what's happening in Europe and that Europe has stopped essentially giving out puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones, and surgeries on children. They know this because I tell them that. I go up there and I testify. I provide them that information. They cannot claim ignorance. So they're doing this for nefarious reasons. I'm a firm believer in that each one of these kids is worth about a million dollars to the medical community.
1: This episode is sponsored by Midas Gold Group. Saudi Arabia has said they're open to accepting currencies for oil other than the dollar. Kissinger set up a petrol business agreement with the Saudis in the 1970s, enshrining the U.S. dollar as the world's reserve currency. This could be shattered. The grave consequences would be felt by every American. The Fed and politicians have abused the management of our monetary and fiscal policy. They have thrown an anchor on Americans with over $200 trillion in debt. That includes owed entitlements. We also have the BRICS countries forming an alliance to control commodities we need. Would they give them up for devalued dollars? Will they back their currencies with commodities while we back with nothing? Is this the de-dollarization by many countries in the world that could destroy our currency? Now is no time to play games with your portfolio, which aside from your house is paper. Better trade some of that in for precious metals at veteran-owned Midas Gold Group. Call 855-322-GOLD. That's 855 855-322- 322 Four six five three. There's still time to get a gold IRA from the number one veteran-owned gold IRA dealer in the country, Maida's Gold Group. Your vault of confidence. You had your own personal experience with this. How you got involved with all this? Can you tell us the story that you went through?
0: Sure. Um, so my daughter went through was went to public school, and in her seventh grade, she got her um, sex ed course. And that was when they started to talk about transgenderism. And she and all of her friends picked something on the you know, LGBTQ label, all of them did. Nobody was you know, straight because that's not interesting. Um, so she started that in seventh grade, then the pandemic hit, then the loneliness. I mean, these kids were under severe distress when they were no longer going to school, they couldn't see friends. Going through puberty, you know, growing hips and breasts and body parts that you're not used to. Uh, she spent a lot of time online, and she then started to get, you know, the seed had been planted, and then she started to get more indoctrinated into this belief system that all your stress, all your depression, all your anxiety will disappear if you just transition. And that's right before, or right around ninth grade is when she then came out as being trans and I discovered it because her school had changed her name and pronoun on her emails and on all of her assignments.
1: How did you find out? The school didn't tell you, right?
0: No, the school didn't tell me, but it was the pandemic. So she's right down the hall in class, so I can see. Which was really interesting because when I called the school, I asked them why they were doing this. And I laid you know, down the law pretty vociferously. I was angry. How dare they change my daughter's name? How dare they not involve me? And they said, we need to be a safe space for her. And that's just absurd. Safe from whom? Me? Because she's living in my house. She's right down the hall. She didn't step foot into that school. They knew nothing about her. They couldn't tell me the color of her hair, whether she was fat or skinny, because I asked those questions. They couldn't tell me anything about her. They were focused on her trans identity and keeping it a secret from me. That was their sole focus. Safe. That word safe. They. They were unsafe, but apparently I was because CPS, Child Protective Services, came to my house and so did the police.
1: When you started talking to the school, or how did that happen?
0: The timing was that I read them the riot act about, how dare you change my daughter's name? And then within days, a social worker showed up at my front door. Now they said it was under the guise of She was suicidal because she had looked up how many monster drinks it takes to kill a 110 pound person. But I know it was because I laid into them about the name and the pronoun. And then the ironic part is, they cared so much about my daughter, right? They cared so much about my daughter that they sent CPS to my home. We pulled her out of the school There wasn't one phone call to see how she was doing. They didn't care. They were virtual signaling. They were doing what they thought they needed to do. And then they just dropped her. They don't care. We parents care, but we're cut out of the equation. They're with these kids six hours a day. We're with them for life. We never stop being parents. And somehow we're the bad ones, we're the unsafe ones. It's really an upside down world, I can't explain it.
1: So how did you deal with all this?
0: Well, I pulled her from the public school. Like like I said, I tried to hire a therapist. It was really difficult in California. All of them were affirming. Uh, There were some who would deal with her depression, uh, but not the Gender identity piece, which now I know was actually code for we don't believe in gender identity. They were actually this, the safe doctors. Um, but I had to go out of state to find a doctor who was willing to help us unravel why does she believe this? What is wrong with her? Why is she not getting out of bed anymore? Because once these kids take on a gender identity, their mental health actually plummets. It gets worse because they are told that everything is wrong with them. Everything is wrong with your body. Not just that you have big ears, but everything is wrong with you. What a horrible thing to tell a teenager. It's a horrible thing.
1: There is a number of people, these young adults that, that change their gender, they go through the process, they change their gender and then they regret, right? Is that, there's a lot of them out there that they do go through the process of surgery and...
0: Yes, so we, we have names for people like my daughter, we call them sisters. so those are kids who thought they were the other gender and then after love, compassion and dealing with their underlying Mental health issues—they come back to feeling, you know, uh, that they're the right body, and they feel comfortable with their sex. Uh, And that's a lot of kids do this. Nobody talks about them, but it's it's a huge number. And then there are those who transition, who start with the puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones, and surgeries. And parents are bullied really deeply bullied into saying okay to these interventions. I, I know there's a lot of people who want to blame the parents because they have to consent to doing this to minors but these parents are bullied that the doctors will tell them would you rather have a you know, dead uh, daughter or a live son? Those aren't made up words. They, they do that all the time. I was told the 41% suicide rate. You're threatened with your, your child is going to kill themselves if you don't do this. And your child actually believes it. They believe they're going to commit suicide if they don't get with their, you know, their puberty blockers and their cross-sex hormones.
1: We actually have a documentary called Gender Transformation, The Untold Realities. This is a documentary that shows the realities of people who change their gender and they end up regretting it and what their families go through.
0: Transgender.
1: It's made very, very cool through the media. Through TikTok, through Reddit, through Tumblr, through Instagram, through Facebook, through Twitter, through their games, in their movies. your ball tonight was me. Why are they all doing this simultaneously?
0: I am a former public school teacher of 15 years. Our public schools have changed. Five years ago, there was no students that were identifying as non-binary. Gender fluid was not something that we even knew about. If I were to explore with a person about why they believe they're in the wrong body, my license would now be under threat. I told the therapist, I think I might be transgender,
1: but I don't really know and I need your help.
0: He affirmed me immediately.
1: Immediately she affirmed me as a transgender woman.
0: These kids are getting put on
1: puberty blockers, like after the first visit, or they're just getting pushed through this pipeline
0: of surgery. And then I
1: felt down, I felt tired, I felt exhausted, I felt, my mom said I looked like a pale ghost. I started to become dysfunctional in just about every area of my life come to find out I had two weeks to live. My daughter was in pain. She used to cry. She couldn't sleep. She couldn't concentrate after, you know, taking these hormones. First of all, puberty blockers, it's a lie that it's reversible. The puberty blockers really put a hold on development. Doctors won't speak out. Very few of us will speak out. If you belong to a very large medical organization, they will threaten your job.
0: As one doctor gushed about how much the procedures bring in. It's a $1.5 billion industry for surgery alone. It's
1: a political agenda being worked out. Kids are sort of a test subject. If you're going to look for anything in this country, you're going to follow the money. Because it will always tell you the truth. If you sign up for this documentary, you get to also see our documentary, Leaving California, The Untold Story. They're all on the same platform on Epoch TV. And there is a business built around this, right? You mentioned a million dollars. Can you tell us more about that?
0: Well, all we have to do is look back maybe 15 years. There was one pediatric gender clinic in all of the United States. Now there's over 200. Is it because all of a sudden there's a freedom for these kids to say that they're trans and they've been waiting? Or is it because it's making money and it's because it's making money. It's making gobs of money. You can invest in it. You can invest in the online sellers of cross sex hormones. You know, Plume raised $25 million. It's a billion dollar industry.
1: Now at any point did you feel like you are powerless as a parent?
0: Powerless? Of course. Uh, you swim upstream by yourself. It is a grueling process for a parent to fight against this machine. The teachers are against you. The government's against you. Even your friends can be against you. No one's helping you. The doctors don't... They, they can't help you. There's no rule book. There's no playbook on how to get your kid out of this. So it's really, really lonely. Um, And it's terrifying because there's so much at risk. So yeah, it's it's a heavy burden, but now there's a lot of parent groups and so we trade ideas on how to get your child out of it so that we have more support. It used to be three years ago, there was one book, one or two books on the issue, and now there's so many, and the newspaper articles that are flowing, finally people are starting to pick up on that this is a problem. We have an underground railroad with doctors who are willing to look at causality in these kids instead of just affirm. I mean, it's still all hush-hush and secret.
1: The movie we recently made uh, to Epoch TV, and you know, I, I created a documentary called Leaving California, it's on the same platform, and this movie called uh, Gender Transformation, The Untold Realities. What are your thoughts on this movie? It portrays all of this, right?
0: I think this movie is so important for people to actually watch and understand how it happens. The drama aspect of this movie doesn't leave a dry eye in the theater or watching it, um, you can't. You can't be human and walk away from this movie without tears as you watch it happen to a young girl who's confused and you watch what happens at school and you see how it destroys the family and destroys this young girl in, in the meantime, at, at the end. All of the people in that movie are Californians except for one. The detransitioners, I know them very well. One, you know, she transitioned when she was 15 years old. She had her breasts removed. These are real people. These are real stories. And before you judge, this would never happen. This would never happen to my family. This would never happen to me. These people are, you know, stupid for falling for this. Watch the movie. And you can see how it happens in real time. What it happens, how these vulnerable young adults were taken advantage of, and how the children are taken advantage of, and how the government comes in and will take your child from you if you don't transition Exactly the bill that we were talking about, that's what that movie shows. When mom says, I will not transition my child. I will keep reality. The government says, no, you will not. And we're going to take her. And the promise that transgender medicine is going to make people's pain go away, you'll see, you you can see in the end, it doesn't. It just adds to their problems. Their mental health never gets fixed. It worsens. And then on top of it, they get physical, physical pain. It's a really, really important movie. Um, I was so pleased to be a part of it. Abigail Martinez's story needs to be told over and over and over again.
1: It essentially looks like the parents are cut out from this really big decision that could change somebody's life that they may regret at a young age, and parents are completely put aside.
0: That is correct, the, uh, like I said before, the parents are considered the enemy and shoved aside. And that's very cult-like. That's how all cults are, is they di- they first take the person and they disengage them from the people who truly love them, their family members. And that's what's happening here. You can see it on the internet if you look at uh, different influencers, they'll say, You know, if your parents don't accept you, I'll accept you. There's signs in schools that say, if your mom doesn't support you, I'm your mom now. These are really horrible messages and they really mix kids up too because they trust their teachers and they trust their parents. Those are the two most important sets of adults in a child's life. And when they are now being pitted against each other children don't know what to do
1: now we highly recommend watching this movie they can actually watch whoever that watches this can watch living California as well so they can watch both of them and in terms of recommendations for the state shouldn't the state and the lawmakers and the school system work with parents on something like this when a kid is going through this huge of a decision
0: You are absolutely correct. Last year, uh, we wrote a bill along with Bill Asaley, who's a um, new assembly member. And uh, it was exactly that. Just involve the parents. If the school sees that a child is gender confused, let the parents in on the secret. California legislature wouldn't even have a hearing on that bill. They killed it before it had a chance for the parents to chime in. I believe there's polling in California that somewhere around 75% of parents of all, all backgrounds politically, Democrats, Republicans, Independents, want to be kept in on the secret with their child. They want to be involved. But our California government is saying, no,
1: That's a huge decision because it's a big change to your body and your identity as a whole. And if your parents are not involved, who else would be?
0: That's right. And the parents were left to pick up the pieces afterwards because, again, we don't leave.
1: And if you were not a lawyer, you know, if you were not a sophisticated lawyer, do you think you would have been able to deal with the situation the way you did?
0: I don't know the answer to that. I don't know how I would have handled it. I know that having uh, the law degree was helpful when CPS came to my home. It's very helpful when I testify in Sacramento. Um, But I, and I do think that parents who are less educated get taken advantage of. We are trained as parents to believe when doctors tell us that this is the best treatment, to not question it, especially when it's our kids. We look to them as the experts. And so it's very hard to question them and say, well, that doesn't make sense to me. It's also very hard to unravel what is happening out there because the mainstream media doesn't report on this. So if you are siloed and all you read is the New York Times or CNN, you're going to miss the fact that Europe has stopped this. And so you're not even gonna know that there's an alternative.
1: Now, do you have any recommendations for parents in, in, in California that they might face this issue or, or that they have kids in the school system?
0: My recommendations for parents who are able to pull their kids out of public school is to pull them out of public school and to actually homeschool them because private schools are not much better than the public schools, even the Catholic schools. Uh, but I know that that's not always possible but parents of young kids have to start teaching their kids at young ages to never keep secrets from mom and dad. They need to read the books about how amazing their bodies are. They need to reinforce that boys can wear dresses and still be boys. Girls can like rough and tumble, but you're still a girl and that's A-OK. They need to reinforce that at young ages and they need to be at that school and see all those books on the bookshelf. They need to be involved in that school. They need to pull their kids out of surveys. You can opt out of surveys. They need to pull their kids out of sex ed. They need to be all over this and counteracting what these kids are being taught at school. And it's a heavy burden. It's hard. We shouldn't have to do that. We shouldn't be double, you know, we shouldn't be checking on our teachers. We should be able to have a trust relationship with them and that's not there anymore and if you see a a teacher with signs all over their room with the transgender flag that's not a teacher you allow your child to be taught by
1: now did you you went through this process was this a shocking process when you went through it when your daughter when you saw those things how was it what was it like
0: All of it was shocking. Everything was eye-opening to me. I'm a Democrat of 37 years. I voted for these people who are now pushing these laws that are harming kids. I trusted the doctors, I trusted the teachers. That part was so painful to understand that they actually don't have the best interest of our kids or they look at us as being the bad people, undeserving of our kids. With my daughter coming out as, as trans, that blew me out of the water because my daughter was as girly as they come. We had to paint her room pink. I mean, I hate to even tell this story because girls can come out. You're not a girl because you like pink. But my daughter was girly girly. And she the American Girl doll store was her favorite place to go, and little tees, and she only wore dresses, and the sparkly, you know, sparkly shoes had to be bought. I mean, this kid was, was extremely girly. And then to switch over and to say she was a boy just didn't make any sense. There was no sign of anything. And that was the really the eye-opening. That's when I knew this isn't real. What they're saying isn't true. Because there's just no way a little girl can switch like that.
1: And then did the adults, like, did you have, when you had the interactions with the teachers in school, were you surprised? Did you feel like alone or stuck? Did you?
0: I had s- teachers who told me that they were going to call my daughter by a male name. And there's nothing you can do about it. I had a school, I gave out Abigail Schreier's book called Irreversible Damage to the teachers at uh, my daughter's school and I was told that I caused them great distress. A number one seller book caused the teachers great distress. I said, well, you know what causes me great distress is that you're calling my daughter a son, a male.
1: How did all this make you feel in this process? Must have been tough, right?
0: The amount of sorrow that I had over that year and a half p- period, and I still do because I, I, I'm scarred. Um, I mean, I, I held the p- pills in my hands at one point because it was so painful to watch my daughter die by a thousand cuts with everyone cheering her on. Nobody willing help us everyone telling us that we needed to forget the little girl that we raised and accept that we now had a son it was excruciating
1: did they want her to take the pills is that what
0: nobody pushed us to do any medical interventions on her they said they when she's 18 18 year olds are no different than 14 year olds, really. Um, Nobody really pushed that, but I knew you can walk into Planned Parenthood on the 18th birthday, she can walk in there, no questions asked, no mental health assessment, and she can walk out with syringes of testosterone. It's as easy as that. She can go online at the age of 18 and get testosterone, and she is irreversibly harmed. Her voice will change, facial hair will grow, other things happen to her body, she may be rendered infertile with no questions asked. It's that easy. So I was actually intending if I didn't start making progress with my daughter is moving out of the country, moving to a third world country, moving to Nepal, somewhere where we would be away from all this indoctrination, which would have blown up my marriage. I have another child. I would have lost a relationship with him. But that's how desperate I was because there was no place to go.
1: So it's become that bad when it comes to this case, these cases like the legal system here is not protecting you at all as a parent.
0: It's doing the opposite. The legal system is doing the opposite. It's It's pushing parents to choose, keep your child or transition them and it sounds like hyperbole but that's what they're doing that's that bill life or health welfare and safety you need to support their tra- their gender identity whatever that means or you can lose custody of your child that's what they're pushing and there's no place to run and hide this is in the red states too it's everywhere there's no place to go in the united states to prevent your child from being exposed to this it's in target it's in the malls, it's on TV, it's in cartoons, it's everywhere.
1: So Aaron, you gave up your career to actually advocate for this, right? And you're, you're working very hard to talk to parents, to talk to lawmakers, why are you doing it?
0: I became a co-lead of a group called Our Duty. It's an international group of parents who are advocating for kids and vulnerable adults. Here in the United States, we're advocates, so we we don't do the support aspect. We advocate for laws and educate. Um, I am compelled to do this because I don't want anyone to ever feel what I felt for that year and a half. I don't want one more phone call from a detransitioner late at night asking me whether they should kill themselves or not. I don't want another parent calling me and crying that at the age of 18, their daughter was given a one-way ticket to California so she can get her breasts removed. I don't want another call from a father who says, I sent my daughter to college and she came home at Christmas and she doesn't have her breasts anymore. I can't let that happen. I have to, do whatever i can to stop this and i can do it and i need more parents to come out of the shadows more people to come forth because we're all against this i know they are it's a very small percentage of people that are okay with harming children the majority want to protect kids, and they need to stand up. The time is now to stand up. They can't cancel us all. If you get fired from your job, you'll get a new one. You have to raise your voice, even if you don't have kids. If you have a mother, a sister, a nephew, a niece, you have to protect them. I have to do this because my daughter could go to college next year and she could have a man as her roommate. And if she complains, she's the one who gets the discrimi- discrimination action filed against her. Not the male body who is now in her dorm room. She does. That's where we are. We 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 have no safe spaces left for women and girls. There are no bathrooms that a male body can't come in. They're not all nefarious but there are some, we all need to protect kids.
1: Aaron Friday, parent advocate and lawyer, it's great to have you on California Insider.
0: Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate it.
1: If you like the show and our content, you should go to insiderca.com and sign up to our newsletter because we never know what can happen with social media and other platforms in terms of distributing our content. If you'd like to come on the show and be an insider, you can reach out to us at Insider at epochtimesca.com. Again, it's Insider at epochtimesca.com. We'd love to have you on the show to tell us what's going on in your field in California. Thank you for watching.